0: everybody and welcome to the Schedules Podcast. Before we begin today's podcast, I would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which we're recording today. This is, was, and always will be Aboriginal land. Welcome back from our break. Last week we did not re- release a podcast because we did believe that there was already enough horror in the world um, and with Blackout Tuesday being on the week uh, beforehand, we just thought it was appropriate to give it a break and then come back strong today with the one and only... JJ. Hello. How are you? I'm great. I'm so, so good. How are you? Pretty good. I'm a little bit sleepy because I just woke up from a nap and <laughs> now I'm a bit scattered love. Scattered love. Tell me about you and like what's been going on. Are you back at work? Like, what do you do? Mm. I don't think you've ever told the podcast what you actually do.
1: No, I haven't actually. Um, but, so due to quarantine, I've not been able to do what I do, which is I'm a tattoo apprentice. Woo! <laughs> Yeet, Um, it's pretty great. But yeah, so we've been back for about two weeks now and it honestly feels like nothing's changed. I mean, um, we're pretty lucky in Australia that I think our government took on COVID-19 pretty seriously Mm -hmm. and pretty early. So we were able to uh, avoid a lot of the things that are going on in other countries. Um, So luckily we were able to get back to moderately normal, uh, sooner than rather than later, which is great. So yeah, basically I am a tattoo apprentice. I tattoo, uh, when I have some space in the shop, currently there's like six artists working there full time. So I usually tattoo late afternoons at night and then some Saturdays, but yeah, it's just been really good to be back. I've missed it a lot. Um, if you guys want to keep up to date with my work, You can follow me on Instagram at D-X-Y Tattoo. Yes, that is D-X-Y Tattoo. Shameless plug. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. If you're in Canberra ever, hit me up. Um, Queer safe space to get tattooed in. Uh, Have you tattooed a
0: butt yet? No. A bum, a booty. No.
1: A cheek. We can do it tonight if you want. No, thank you. No. But honestly, though... um, my biggest goal is to like create a safe space for queer people to get tattooed. Cause like, since I've been getting tattooed literally since the day I was 18, I've always felt very uncomfortable in tattoo shops. And, um, I love tattoos that much. I would just, I would just go back and just deal with it. But, um, yeah, I want to kind of create that. And I don't really think there's a space like that in Canberra to get tattooed in a safe mm-hmm. way. Um, and luckily I've had the opportunity to tattoo a lot of queer people. Um, and that's been, very, um, endearing and like endearing
0: Hmm.
1: endearing uh, and just very, um, it's like I'm hitting my goals. So yeah, that's me. Um, I'm just working a lot and that's all I've been doing, but it's really good. Uh, I was tired of, um, sitting around and doing nothing.
0: Mm. I feel you. Mm. There are like so many like spaces that you just mentioned where I was as a queer person, Feel very uncomfortable going into like mm. one of them is barber shops. I find them mm. so like toxic. Every time mm. I go into one, it's just like a bro fest and it like, is. and it's gross. It's not cool, and I feel uncomfortable. And then tattoo shops as well can really have that vibe of like, uh, if you don't fit this mold, why? Like, yeah. what are you doing? This mm. is awkward for me. And they're like, what do you do? I'm like, well, me and my boyfriend do this. And they're like, oh, okay, mm. yeah. Weird. That's one
1: thing I've like, I've really took on because I was working in a prior tattoo shop and it wasn't the most queer friendly and I had to kind of suppress who I was in in very many ways. But, um, at this new shop I'm at, well, I've been at for like six months now, but at this shop, I, since day dot, I've been very honest and clear with who I am and what I do and about, about you and like our relationship and everything. And I've, I like, don't want to toot my horn but I've, I've made a lot of change in that shop just by not shutting up hmm. and you know sometimes i have been a bit like oh i shouldn't be saying that but no like everyone else can talk about every single thing that goes on there in their like heteronormative life i can do that too too just because they're not used to it doesn't mean that i can't talk about it exactly um and yeah it's been really good i've made a really couple of close friends and I've I've had many many conversations about queer culture and how to approach like queer issues um as a straight ally. And yeah, I feel like it's been really good and I've kind of molded a space where I can be who I am unapologetically. That's tea. And it's beautiful. It's really great.
0: Speaking of queer <laughs> culture, we just watched an incredible small uh, mini series yeah. on HBO called We're Here and it was one of these shows that my friend Chris sent to me and he said to me, uh, have you watched this yet? And I was like, well, not yet. And then he said, well, I think you'd really like it. It's got like Bob, the drag queen, Eureka and Shangela who are all contestants from RuPaul's Drag Race. So you know when he sent it to me, it was like, I can only watch it in small doses. I was like, okay, it's going to be this like Queer Eye-esque makeover show where drag queens come into a small town and then like just do up somebody and Mm. make them in drag. And I was like, okay, we'll give it a go. But it's not that at all. It's Mm. actually really heartwarming and really warm and really like deals with a lot of uh, real issues that comes with living in a rural town if you're queer or even if you're not queer, but you still have uh, like, you just kind of want to break down the barriers of what um, you have been brought up to believe. And Mm. it's a beautiful show. I'd highly recommend it It's HBO. And, yeah, we cried a lot, didn't we? We cried like babies. Yeah,
1: it's it's one of... Yeah, like James said, it was one of the shows. You just don't... Like, I told him, like, I am I think it's going to be shit. Like, it's just going to yeah. be... But we stayed up till 4am watching it. So that says a lot. Um, yeah, heartwarming, cried our eyes out. It was very um, gratifying to see, mm. like, queer culture being represented accurately. For sure. On TV. And it's very nice to see, like, how people deal with like religious upbringings and like you said like rural um stands on queer life and how they had to deal
0: with their own pain and their mm. own
1: coming out and and having to come out a lot you know, more it's than really
0: just like parents. yeah it's like really really reignited my love for drag too mm.
1: that's it and it just yeah. shows how much drag and magic it's just yeah it changes people's lives and it's it's just really it just yeah. breaks down those barriers that a lot of people have put up
0: which and it also, yeah, it shows that no matter even if you are in a rural small town, there are queer people there. Like no matter mm-hmm. what, no matter where you are, there's always going to be someone who is queer or knows somebody that is queer. So like, there's always going to be an ally somewhere. And so they're all about like creating a space in the place that you're already in. And I really like that idea because that's mm-hmm. what I kind of did when I moved back to Wollongong, which is a smaller city. Um, kind of created my own event and queer space and then it's kind of just flourished and it's been really beautiful so Mm. i just really like the show i'd recommend it to everybody if you have some time Mm. what did we watch we watched like before that that was really good as well oh um it was a tv show it was it wasn't titan it was snow (gasps) piercer
1: oh look we started it the Mm. first episode was really good really fucking good and then it just one scene ruined ruined it. Mm. It just we both looked at each other like we're not gonna keep watching this. No. It's just it was that point of like bad campy. And we bad. don't say that's not doesn't happen often, but it was no. bad. It was like this fucking I don't know. It was just shit. Um it was bad cabaret scene mm. that just like kind of ruined the whole but it's ignited vibe. my life. Intention to watch the film Yeah, with, it's really good um, Tilda Swinton Correct Which apparently is impeccable It's so.
0: really good And it doesn't have The show doesn't have anything on the movie The show mm. is just a very stretched out version of the movie mm. So if you haven't seen the film Snowpiercer I would recommend watching it. But is that the movie of the week? No, it's not Because <laughs> we have an interesting podcast ahead there's, <laughs> there's actually no horror movie of the week But you'll understand why in the meantime, though, let's move on to this list that I found. It's called. Um, this is like these. It's just like one of those stupid lists that you find online, but it actually looks pretty promising. And it is one of those lists that is about like ten terrifying things that are, that are real that have actually happened, um, and they're all like confirmed. Don't look at my screen. You're spoiling the story. I'll take my glasses off. Thank you so I much. I can't read now. Now look forward and listen intently okay. <laughs> and everybody in the audience get ready to be scared is this right.
1: a, um is this a what do you call it when someone does intervention is this an intervention yes it is for your diabetes
0: oh stop having diabetes done thank you so much you changed my life no problem you changed it now <laughs> here's the thing um number one is called a warning note so a hotel guest found more than she bargained for when she discovered an unnerving handwritten note in a drawer thought to have been left there by a previous guest in december 2014 amy jones was staying in an edinburgh uh, sorry an edinburgh hotel when she discovered the creepy note that said don't open the locked door don't trust its whispers leave just leave Mm-hmm. instead of being freaked out jones took a picture of the note and uploaded it to twitter she then proceeded to go to sleep with the door in question facing her from the opposite end of the room the next morning she let her twitter followers know that she was still alive and she did not hear any whispers coming from the door but that is fucking terrifying that would that's not something you've like
1: don't address mm. and like she addressed it but also like change rooms I would change rooms. Hundred and ten percent go to the reception and be like, "Guys, I found this. Maybe you look into it."
0: But some people are so dismissive of anything that is like even overtly paranormal. Or I mean, like, I
1: guess that could have been like a prank. Mm. But still, though, that would have we we wouldn't have stayed in that room. God, no, absolutely, we would change rooms.
0: I'd have had a panic attack. <laughs> the next question. The next question. The next one is in November twenty nineteen. An unnamed source reported the killing of a sheep in the New Forest in Hampshire. The sheep corpse had pentagrams, an inverted cross, and the number 666 painted on it. It had been stabbed to death. Furthermore, a heifer and two calves were found with stab wounds in Bramshaw and Linwood. When police investigated the incident, they found that an inverted cross and 666 also been painted on the door of St. Peter's Church in Bramshaw. The new mm. forest has a historical connection to witchcraft, but the locals had never experienced anything occult-like before the sheep incident. Residents are said to be very disturbed by what it ha- has happened and hope that police will bring the perpetrators of the satanic graffiti crime to book. Okay,
1: here's the thing. Let's hear what you have here's to say. Here's the thing. Um, firstly, definitely not satanic um, because satanists don't, do that no they don't like you definitely do get satanists who are also occultists and witches and practice but mm. that sounds like a bunch of teenagers who maybe got too drunk mm. and thought it'd be funny to fuck around Tea. um and you know what it it, it upsets me yeah it I makes me angry that satanists like
0: this whole this bad rap stigma. it's also like of truth satanic panic isn't like a real thing that's what I mean.
1: it's just yeah. it's just a bunch of shit and people not knowing what's actually going on Mm. i mean i'm not devalidating this story like the 100 it could have been some people who are practicing some dark shit but i have i've been doing a lot of research on this type of stuff and i've never ever seen a witch use 666
0: no, or an occultist use
1: 666. Like that relevance is so like... It's more non- of like a horror movie thing. Yeah, it's non-addressed in any like occultist view. Yeah. Um, but oh,
0: scary. <laughs> Watch out. Next one. Sorry, was that this? rude? That no, really rude. no, I love it. The sun had just set on the 19th of December 2016 when 64-year-old Joanne Cullen related to Edward. Colin, (gasps) arrived at the Long Island Cemetery to visit her parents' burial plot over the plot's headstone and bent over it to fix it. As she did so, the ground beneath her feet gave way and she sank into the grave right Mm. under her hips. The unexpected event caused her to lose her balance and tip over, hitting her head on the tombstone and cracking a tooth. She grabbed hold of the sides of the tombstone in desperation and shouted for help, but no one heard her. After she finally managed to crawl out of the grave, she immediately left the cemetery and refused to go back. Cullen also enlisted the help of lawyers to sue the property owners of the cemetery, citing emotional problems and nightmares stemming from the horrific incident. Imagine getting sucked into a grave. So was
1: it just shitty groundwork?
0: Yeah, but still. That is fucked. It's fucking scary. That
1: would, In the moment, you'd think you're dying now. Like you're being taken. Your
0: mum's pulling you in? Yeah, imagine that
1: zombie i would thing zombie zombie pulled me in
0: mm. that's terrifying it's dark. am stark stark dark, Are we dark. For the next one yes earlier in 2019 this is recent mm. a woman fell asleep on a plane en route to toronto we love canada honestly when she woke up the plane was empty dark and it was almost midnight luckily she managed to open the plane door and was rescued by crew on the ground Another woman in Xi'an, China, found herself trapped in an elevator at the end of January 2016. After a repairman shut it off and let it rest on the first floor of the residential building she, left, she lived in, <laughs> man. unfortunately, the men only returned a month later and found the decomposing remains of the woman inside. Her hands disfigured from trying to escape her steel prison. It's alleged that the men never opened the elevator to check the passengers, but simply called out. And upon receiving no answers, they shut the elevator off and left to celebrate the Chinese New Year. The victim is said to be mentally disabled. Sorry, that is the wrong wording to say. Um, Have a mental illness and was only identified by her surname Wu. Her family reported her disappearance, but did not undertake a search for her inside or outside the building.
1: Um, Okay, there's a couple things to unpack there. Why was she asleep? I hope those men were fired. I'm sure they were because that is R H S problems as hell. Um, secondly, yeah, why was she, why was she napping in there, doll? What were you doing?
0: No, she wasn't, I didn't think she was. Was she asleep? On... Did she, because why didn't, didn't she respond? Another woman in China found herself trapped at the end. No, maybe it's, I just she heard didn't that call wrong. back. I didn't, I think she called back because she had a mental illness, so. Did so you just
1: do not know how to respond?
0: Correct. Um, that is
1: literally like so one scary. of my worst fears. Me too. To get stuck. I've been stuck in one elevator before. It was at my sister's apartment complex oh my like, Before she moved out And It was the most terrifying 10 minutes of my life mm. You know And luckily these days I feel like Most elevators have um, The emergency buttons you call I called a person I was like What's up Del <laughs> 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 I'm stuck <laughs> Get me the fuck out of here Honestly
0: <laughs> I think I'd rather be stuck in a plane Because it'd be food Probably No you would not get on a plane <laughs> That's tea Next, next one Okay Hmm. In uh, November 2019, 60-year-old Sung Ru Xiong left his home and left off on a hike in the Pingtung Mountains. He didn't return home and um, his family spent an anxious 10 days searching for him before a villager spotted and accompanied accompanied Sung to the nearest police station. Sung had apparently climbed up a rock wall during his hike and lost his glasses in the process leading to confusion he then found a cave in which he stayed for a few days but left after realizing he would die there if he didn't take or make some sort of plan to be rescued he told his family afterwards that he drank water from a stream and ate plants after his food ran out the same day he went for the mountains When interviewed about his ordeal, Sung also claimed that a ghost couple met up with him outside the cave and walked with him for two hours. He believed them to be ancient ghosts of indigenous Taiwanese, and he further claimed that they disappeared from his side without a sound as soon as he reached the path leading toward the mountain. Down, down the mountain, like to safety. That's beautiful. That is beautiful. That's a really nice thought. It could also have just gone crazy. That too. Don't drink and if you don't eat. Yeah, that and
1: can happen. He could have had some hallucinogenic plants. Ooh, tea. Because he ate whatever. That's tea. I mean, except if he was like a botanist and he knew what's going on. I doubt it. Because, like, wow, that's it's. I, I mean, I believe in ghosts, but hmm.
0: maybe I don't know. Cute. I love we'll it. We'll go talk to um, Sung Rui Shang. We're we'll next in Taiwan. Okay. We'll get the tea from him. Let me write that down. No problem. Next Suyong. one. Diane Burflot suffered a spell of illness after a gallbladder removal operation. She was sick for several months and on top of medication, including antibiotics for an infection, um, she continued to be unwell. Despite this, she determined that she would take a trip to Norfolk during the holidays. During her time there in 1975, she went into the Worstead Village Church to sit down for a bit and rest. While sitting on a pew... Her husband and son walked around the church taking photos of the interior. Diane, feeling very ill, bowed her head and prayed for healing. She suddenly felt a tingling sensation all over her body as well as a feeling of comforting warmth. Six six months later, Diane was feeling on top of the world. Her husband decided to develop the pictures they had taken on the trip, and while looking through them, they both gasped gasped in unison. On one of the pictures, a woman wearing old-fashioned clothes and a bonnet can be seen sitting directly behind Diane inside the church. Diane immediately knew the woman had healed her. The couple returned to the church and showed the picture to the vicar who told them that they believed the woman in the picture was White Lady, who was a healer hundreds of years ago. Legend says that a man climbed inside the church, Belfry, on Christmas Eve 1830, shouting that he was not afraid of the White Lady and would kiss her if she appeared. When his friends came looking for him hours later, he was sitting in a corner Limb whispering, I've seen her to himself. He died shortly afterwards. Mm-hmm. So is she good or is she bad? Maybe Ooh. she's good to the good and bad, bad to, to the, the bad. bad. You never, you never, ever challenge the spirits. Just don't do that. Just don't question them. And don't kiss them. What's that Definitely all about? Definitely would not kiss them. Don't kiss Definitely them. Definitely would not kiss them. Stupid. Without consent as well. Oh, you're, asking, oh. you're asking for shit. Can't believe it. you asking for shit. I can't believe it. This next one's true. Is there a photo? No, there's not. Just a... Vein. Bullshit. That's bullshit then. Should I try and find the photo? Yeah. I, I can't right.
1: imagine they'll make an article and not show the photo. Do you know what I mean? That's true.
0: Birth what? Strange name. Mm. Oh, I mean, there is a photo. Oh, there is. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, shit. Okay, that's not what I thought. All right. Okay, wow. Well, that looks
1: pretty legit. No, nah, that does take me to a different place now.
0: Oh, wow. That's really Nah, No, that's
1: fucked. I don't like that. That's terrifying. You need to post it on the Instagram. Yeah. Go follow the sketch of this pod. There's someone definitely well, sitting behind her yeah. on that photo. Here's the thing, though, that I struggle. And this is the uh, skeptical person in me. Mm. Like I said before, I, I believe in ghosts. Mm. Uh, I believe that there's some spiritual realm. Jesus, yeah. Mm, orbs as hell. But the problem i have is i need to imagine taking your photo and then you see that in the background uh i'll 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 end my life
0: (laughs) that's so scary what is that
1: sorry we're like just scrolling down the images and there's terrifying
0: i need to i need to know the backstory behind it (gasps) oh my god um sorry what
1: i was saying is is that no you need to read that
0: no i don't want to okay what I'm
1: saying is that I struggled to take on photos seriously if I haven't seen them. Yeah. One of the only times that I've really taken a photo seriously is the case of the Axeman. Oh yeah. Um, on the boat. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I was like, that's this. That's so no scary. way they could
0: have done editing in what no. was it the 1950s? No, that was the 20. It was like 2019, 2016 what that photo yeah they took it in 2016 pretty sure it wasn't all that photo
1: I thought they took it when the boat was decommissioned in like yeah
0: no it was decommissioned way later I need to re listen to our story
1: no 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 because I fake fan over here no the connection between (laughs) the connection between that and the Axeman I forget but that's fine
0: that's right okay next question next question keep saying question most people didn't take Helen Duncan seriously as medium after it became obvious that her predictions and communication with spirits was all a big fat lie. During the 20s, she had held seances and, quote-unquote, produced ectoplasm, but she and her spirit guide named Peggy soon <laughs> became objects of ridicule and few made use of her services. Then, in November of 1941... Duncan held a seance and claimed to have contacted the spirit of of a sailor that was aboard the HMS Barham. This meant that she knew that the ship had sunk before it was announced. However, not everybody was convinced that the strange claim was the real deal, with with one researcher believed that she had simply used rampant gossip to make extra money with her fledgling business. This conclusion didn't stop British authorities from arresting and prosecuting Duncan under the Witchcraft Act was convicted and sentenced to nine months in prison as time went by other mediums became convinced that duncan duncan was indeed one of them and had a real gift some are even trying to clear her name but helen duncan remains a very controversial topic in discussions about the paranormal and supernatural i've heard about her Though was so by there's I've a movie based her. on her i think um that's crazy we stand the yeah, legend we do absolutely
1: when when was that when was that said? 1941. 1941. I love that less than a hundred years ago, there was still a witchcraft act. How dumb. That's... How some, dumb? Like, it's crazy how far we've come, but also then like how backwards we're going still.
0: Men, am I right? Men. Men. next one bleeding walls when 77 year old Minnie winston stood up to get out of the bath on 8th of september 1987 she noticed a pool of red liquid on the floor she took a closer look and realized it was blood when she looked around the bathroom she saw blood pouring out of the walls and running over the floor into the adjacent hallway frightened that something might have happened to her husband she called out to him when he showed up in the corridor he showed no signs of bleeding. Terrified now, Minnie called the police. Officers scoured the couple's home but found nothing that could have produced the amount of blood. They took some of it to be tested and later concluded it was human type O blood. Neither Minnie nor her husband had this type of blood. To date, the cause of the bleeding walls remains unknown. So, did she have a bath? She was having a bath when she got out? Yeah. So,
1: theory. Mm. Why, Why do I have a theory? But here we go. Let's hear it. Maybe the steam of the bath mm. over the years fucked up the walls. No, but if it's awful. To create
0: type O blood? I don't No,
1: it. not to create type O blood. There might have been some hidden shit in the in the roof and it just might have... Oh, Tea. but no, you would have smelt it. You would have smelt it. And blood dries up so quick. Honestly. Um, that's fucked. I, I would, again, move out, leave, mm. go to a different country... Changed my name. Same.
0: Like. <laughs> this next one's interesting. This is okay. the last one. Um, a not-so-merry prankster has been scaring the pants of people in the Ukraine since early December 2019. A person dressed up as Pennywise from IT decided to hide behind bridges and in trash cans, popping up when unsuspecting passerby um, walked by. Foreshadowing. Just mm-hmm. by the, way. <laughs> the clown also pretended to pour gas over cars at a gas station while people are inside paying Some patrons became so terrified they ran away, leaving their vehicles behind. Uh, Videos of these pranks have gone viral, but also caught the attention of local law enforcement. A criminal case has been opened against Pennywise under Part 2 of Act Art.300 of the Criminal Code of Ukraine, as it is suspected that the brains behind the clown operation are trying to promote violence. However, Pennywise is fighting back. He stated on social media that since his pranks are not affecting children or the elderly, he will not stop, that he has merely gotten started. At least he has
1: a moral moral standing. He's like, I'm, r- I'm not going to fuck with the elderly or the young, but I am going to fuck with middle-aged people. If you're in so, your 20s, you're dead. Yeah, I'm going to fuck with you. Um I love the dedication as well. Like and it must be a really good it outfit if yeah. it's like people like just just to fuck with him. But
0: also like does he have like like I don't know. Does he have You have, have to job? be a certain type of person you well, they on viral so he'd be making money. But you have to be a certain type of person to get like joy out of it. There is a word for it Sociopath
1: No Like when you enjoy Putting people through pain Psychopath No it's Like getting like um, Sick and twisted Sick and twisted sis No (laughs) When you get like satisfaction From hurting someone Like you have Like maybe even sexual satisfaction
0: (gasps) Gratified Gratifying. I don't know I think I know what you're trying to say It's bothering me That I can't think of the word I need to get it Me too But we'll have a break And we'll come back to it Okay cool guys normally we would do a horror movie of the week but we're gonna get on to the main part of the podcast after a brief break and then you'll know why we're not doing a horror movie of the week because Mm -hmm. you'll see yeah it's exciting guys get exciting i'll see you in a couple of minutes goodbye bye Welcome back to the Scared Shitless Podcast. I hope you had a lovely break. I'm here with JJ. Hello. I am here with... JJ. Johannes Yuri Bridenhan.
1: Do I say my full name privacy?
0: <laughs> Kidding, I don't give a fuck. Look me up.
1: I've got nothing to hide. <laughs> i nothing to hide. Johannes Yuri. Johannes Yuri. Johannes <laughs> Say something
0: in South Afrikaans for me. Um, Tell me what to say. Just go crazy. Um,
1: Okay. Hello, Amal. My name is Johannes Yuri Bridenhan in AC. Ak- was geboren in Gauteng, in Suid-Afrika. Ek sikkel om Afrikaans te praat by maar ek geniet het. Alright, you have to show off. As enig iemand Afrikaans kan praat,
0: send me a message on on Instagram. Slide into the DMs, but in a nice way. Thank you very much. Okay, (laughs) now. So, the reason why we're not having a schedule as Horror Movie of the Week is because um, this episode is going to be a bit different. We are going to be doing our 10 most terrifying horror movies Or just each. favorite,
1: favorite horror movies.
0: That too. Well, I thought it was different because I'm going to be saying the 10 movies that scared the absolute bejeebus out of me. Oh, okay. So I took it a bit differently, you How'd you take it? Well, um, the way you said it, I was
1: thought I'd do just my 10 favorite horror movies and then rank them from one to 10 on how scary they are. They're all pretty scary. Not one or two are bone-rattling
0: scary. See, I did a different... I did top 10 list. I
1: think that's really good, though, because my list people can go watch for fun. Your list people can go watch when they have, like, 14 friends around.
0: But that's the thing. Everybody's scared by something different. That's what I was going to say as well. That's the tea as well. So, to preface... Some of these movies on my list or JJ's list might not even like make you flinch, but mm. obviously that's the point why we're here. We're talking about different movies. So JJ's going to go through his ten list, his ten movies first, and then I'm going to go through mine. So JJ, you picked ten of your favorite movies, and then you've made them from least scary to scariest. Yeah, that makes sense.
1: Okay, so to preface this, I think we both should say what scares us in horror movies. Well, in- I think
0: we'll definitely be getting into it anyway, yeah. and I'm sure we can gather that's- from. WT. And another thing I was going to say is that um, there are movies that I didn't pick because they didn't scare me, but they're just really good. Like, That's for, ex- for example, like The Shining. I love The Shining. It's probably one of the best movies ever made, in my opinion. But it's not on my list because it didn't scare me. Yeah. Just saying. That's so funny. don't hate me if I don't say like I a classic. I think
1: having a list of 10 is ve- It was very difficult to make. And yes. I kept it very recent. I didn't go to like Fair 80s enough. and movies like that. Um, so, yeah, do you want me to start? Let's go. start. Beautiful. So, I'm going to start from the least scariest. Is that what we're doing? I'll start from yeah, the, least scary the scariest to scariest. Yeah. Um, so, my first film, number 10 on the scariest to least scary, this is not scary at all. It's a bit creepy sometimes, but this is a movie called Gretel and Hansel. Um, James and I watched it a couple of weeks ago. Um, I really enjoyed it simply for the fact of it being fun and very witchy. Um, I'll give you a little dis- description of the movie. Um, what's it about? You know, synopsis. Synopsis. Thank you. All right. A long time ago, in a distant fairy tale countryside, a young girl leads her little brother into a dark wood in desperate search of food and work, only to stumble upon a nexus of terrifying evil. That's a terrible descriptor because that yeah, really it is. Yeah, um, cool. That's my mistake. I'll just quickly tell you what happened. <laughs> um, basically, rundown, there it's in a fairy tale world like ages ago, like hundreds of years ago. Uh, it follows a girl and a boy, brother and sister, Gretel and Hansel. And I just love that they put Gretel first instead of Hansel. Yeah, that's a nice little because like we love a woman. Um, anyway, so in this film. It follows this two kids who were basically kicked out by their mum because the mum was like, I can't, I can't afford to look after you. So you need to go to this, I can't remember what the place was called, but basically to like a safe haven that they can look after you, put you in, like make you work. And then you'll get fed. You have a place to sleep. On that adventure, they uh, run across a witch mm-hmm. and that witch is uh, very scary. Very, I forget what the actress's name is. She's iconic. I can't remember is. her name either, but um, she's like iconic she, You'll see her. She's like in The Contouring and she's like that too. Yeah. She plays the nun. Um, I think she plays the nun. That could be no, nun. she does. Okay, I 100%. Okay. 100% know that. Um, but yeah, amazing, really fun aesthetic film. Mm. Um, it's really, really well shot. The acting is um, a bit here, here and there in terms of quality, but... I really loved it. James didn't love it too much. I
0: didn't. No, Um, I liked the best part of the movie was that Gretel was in front of Hansel in the title.
1: Yeah, and I I get that. Um, But yeah, I guess that just shows different likes, Um, for sure. But I really, really enjoy movies that delve into the behind the scenes of witchcraft Mm -hmm. in or like any magic in in a film. Um, so I really enjoyed this because the main witch was teaching the young girl how to be a witch and she realized that the girl had like preset powers already, uh, some connection to the, to, to the, earth. So yeah, I, I recommend it for a fun watch. It's not scary. There's a couple jump scares, which are a bit cheap, Yeah, but, um, ultimately it was really fun to watch and I really enjoyed it. And I really think it's, uh, one of the horror movies you can watch if you just want to watch a horror movie for the sake of it it's and not like, think about yeah, it. it, it's
0: pretty, pretty to look at. It's a very pretty. It's, movie. St- it's so well it. shot. It's, a, it's but, one of the best
1: well shot horror movies yeah. I've seen. I think
0: it's to me, it's like a not so good version of the witch. Which yeah.
1: Is, and like um, more understandable.
0: Yeah. What's next? What's number What's nine? Next? I'm so excited.
1: Beautiful. So number nine, um, this is a terrifying film. It's called get out. Mm. Um, Jordan Peele. Yep. Yeah. It's scary in a very many different ways. I'm sure y'all have heard about it, but I'll read you a little um, synopsis for that one as well. So now that Chris and his girlfriend Rose have reached the meet the parents milestone of dating, she invites him for a weekend getaway upstate with Missy and Dean. At first, Chris reads the family's overly accommodating behavior as nervous attempts to deal with the daughter's interracial relationship. But as the weekend progresses, a series of increasingly disturbing discoveries lead him to a truth that he could have never imagined. This movie fucked me up. Mm. Fucked me up to the core that I cannot watch it again.
0: Mm, It's really Um, scary.
1: It's a one-watch movie. Um, It's scary in so many different ways. Like Personally, paranormal stuff scared me the most. And um, I was very excited to watch this film. I wasn't nervous to watch it, like in terms of being scared by it. But I walked out of there... And it was stuck in my head for so long.
0: There's no paranormal in it. That's what I mean. It's ah. like
1: usually it doesn't. Stuff like this doesn't scare for me, sure but not. the way it was done and the way it like pulls at your heart and pulls mm. at current racial issues in the world. It um and obviously like expands that dramatically, but also for in sure some not. in some ways not. Um, it's least, ju- yeah. it's just a good. It's just a really beautiful film. Again, beautifully shot. Jordan Peele can do no wrong in my eyes. No, Um, not
0: not yet. He, like, as a directorial debut, The Get Out is a masterpiece. mm. He, I remember reading an article that Jordan Peele was moving into horror because he's well-known for his comedy. And I was like, okay, well, we're going to have another horror comedy director. Mm. Cool. Let's see what we've got, whatever. Whatever. But when when I read some reviews, I was like, "Holy shit! This has like this seems to be something that deals with some really interesting issues like mm. uh, race, and it deals with racism, and it is a movie that still even more is more relevant today with the Black Lives Matter movement. Mm. It is a movie that just really shakes you to the core and deals with some like super fucking heavy shit, mm. and the acting in it is just like beyond me. Good,
1: like we're both both of his films so far get out and us. um us i there's n- literally no fault that i can pick no in terms of acting filming soundtrack even like every like everything was done so perfectly and get out as well which i loved really well a lot is in a lot of horror movies they try to give the viewer a break with comedy Mm. and usually that's done so terribly that it just pulls you out
0: becomes a horror comedy yeah
1: and not even that even like really good horror movies where there is like a little funny laugh you're like Mm. that's not realistic yeah but the way that jordan peele did it in get out is so realistic and so like understandable of how people would actually respond in those situations to being like scared um scared subjected to trauma mm. and pain all those reactions were very um realistic and i felt it and it again it's stuck with me for ages and i still think about it mm. um especially during the current climate mm. um highly recommend it um
0: yeah i gave that five stars
1: yeah five out of five. five, out one, five. like literally it would it's going to go down in history of like the shining mm. and
0: i gave yeah. us five out of five too actually the, again both impactful yeah, films they're both really good mm. Um, What's number eight?
1: Number eight is it. <gasps> the original or the remake? The are oh, the remake. The remake. The remake itself. So yeah, I kept it very recent. Mm-hmm. Um so I watched all of these films in quarantine. Um I went through like two weeks of just watching horror films, horror films, horror films. I watched about 30 I counted mm. the other day. Um these were some of them, a second watch for most of them um but it i'm sure you all know what happens in it but i'll just give you a quick rundown for it as well um uh, it is based on the usually popular Stephen King novel of the same name which has been terrifying readers for decades when children begin to disappear in the town of Derry Maine a group of young kids are faced with their biggest fears when they square off against an evil clown named Pennywise whose history of murder and violence dates back for centuries again it's really fun film. So fun. Um, it is scary though. It is definitely creepy parts that like unnerve you. Mm. Um, it's not bone chilling. You will be able to, Oh, if you're
0: scared I, of clowns. And yeah, scary look, fuck.
1: I've never really been terrified of clowns. Either. My sister's terrified of clowns. Mm. Um, and she's always like vouch for that. Like it's valid to be scared of clowns. And this movie set that into my head that, yeah, it is very valid to be scared of clowns mm. because, um, yeah, just the way I was done. Uh, bill skarsgård's acting mm. in it impeccable um amazing and like i think the i can't remember who the director is uh andy Mushieri, mm. who also directed mama mm. um he was very lucky to find find bill skarsgård because i feel like bill skarsgård was born into this world to act as it facial like manipulations his eyes. his eyes his voice everything was done so perfectly and i think it portrayed it painting-wise, so so well hi um, georgie oh. <laughs> <laughs> um i but, just think i've, I've yeah. read the book right yeah 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 it's, long. it's a very long book very well written um Stephen king's problematic but whatever um with the portrayal of Pennywise, I think that no one could have done better. Even Tim Curry's version. Yeah. It's so different. It's so, so different, but I feel like if, if they had what we have today in terms of te- technology and mm. film, it would have been even better. Sure. The original is fucking amazing. Don't get me wrong. Please don't hate me. Um, I just really enjoyed this. It was really fun. Oh, A- I again, too. aesthetically pleasing as well. Mm. Uh, the vibe in it was seventies, eighties, it was set eighties, eighties. Um,
0: it's beautiful so, vibe yeah. the, the, thing act, with the kids the, um, acting as well
1: I find mm, that so mm. impressive when kids can actually act and be realistic mm. did really well
0: yeah honestly like when they when they usually make remakes there's only a few actual good ones out there that make that nod to the um, the source rather than actually just like That's just it. making it frame by frame it when they remade it they reinvented it too mm. same with the Evil Dead franchise the remake was really good and the ring like they took a japanese horror film Americanized it and it's the one that westernized it sorry and it's the only like they're the only few that I can think of top of my head that were good remakes Mm. and it is definitely one of those the soundtrack is incredible the costuming is ridiculously good Mm. and I hate kid actors I fucking cannot Mm. deal I can't deal with kids directing kids is really really hard I can always tell that directing a a child is difficult and the way that those kids in that movie who are almost like teenagers anyway were all perfectly cast and each of them had such a unique and fully sourced and well-rounded personality mm. because you and you can tell it is based on the novel because there, there's so much background to each character so yeah i gave that i gave it a solid like four out of five yeah like a that was solid, a solid, solid five.
1: film and again like it's not it's not the most terrifying film out there but um scared it, me it's it's definitely scary yeah absolutely but you'll see what I mean when I get more to my list. But yeah, amazing film. Go watch it. Um, it's great. We love. Um, number seven is, for me, was The Baba Duke.
0: Mm.
1: Now, I had to watch this twice. Masterpiece. I watched it the first time and I hated it. Um, I was like in year 11. I was like 16, 17. And I hated it. I thought it was so dumb. I was like, it's fucking stupid. Mm. Again, I grew up a lot. Um, James would always talk about The Babadook and I was like I just don't get it and then Quarantine finally had time to actually watch it again and I loved it I really fell, fell in, in love with it it was so well done it's really nice to see an Australian film yeah, done um, well done well and also have such success mm. um, I know there's a lot of like memory with it yeah. online um, but with that I'll give you a little quick description Uh, Six years after the violent death of her husband, Amelia Amelia is at a loss. She struggles to discipline her out-of-control six-year-old Samuel, a son she finds impossible to love. Samuel's dreams are plagued by a monster he believes is coming to kill them both when a disturbing storybook called The Babadook turns up at the house. Um, There's a lot more, but that's the basis Mm of it. Two things with this, and I think this might be a bit controversial. I hated the kid you're supposed to i know and but i've talked to a few people about it and they're like no you're supposed to but also you can see why and i'm like i can see why but also like i don't know how that mom didn't go crazy earlier yeah um because that kid is just next level um abhorrently pain in the ass ass. like wow yeah but with that again um Pretty pretty scary movie. Again, very fun to watch. Um, aesthetically, it's so cool. Like I know, um, an intentional thing they did is they started with kind of not poppy colors, but a mid-tone color range, and then they slowly removed mm-hmm. uh, saturation from the film as it progressed into the darker darker parts of the film. And they then-
0: actually, um, the director originally was going to take the saturation out of in post um, in editing. They didn't like how it looked. They refilmed a lot of it and they mm. actually painted the set. Great. Yeah. Cause it looked a more, it looked more legitimate and, yeah. um, having like Essie Davis, the actor's hair, like an auburn kind of orange color. Contrasting with this gray palette mm. was like striking and beautiful. Um, I gave that movie five stars. It's yeah, incredible. again,
1: so I couldn't see it for what it was worth the first time around, but watching it again, it was amazing and I loved it and I highly recommend it. Um, and the Baba Duke is a queer icon. Mm. Say that. A gay icon. A gay icon. Um, awesome. so. Baba Shook. Baba Shook as hell. Uh, we'll move on to number six. Number
0: is, five, isn't
1: it? No, oh. I just did Babadook seven. I'm going really slow. Do you want going to?
0: We, well, up a bit? yeah, we're just, um, we're doing good, but we'll, we'll speed it up a little bit. Yeah. We don't want
1: this episode to be too long. Yeah. Fair. Uh, the witch. Wow. Mm. Love, love occulty stuff. I'll give, I'll read a quick description of it for you. Um, in this, exquisitely made and terrifying new horror film the age-old concept of witchcraft black magic and possession are in- innovatively brought together to tell the intimate and riveting story of one family's frightful unraveling in the new england wilderness mm. circa 1630 uh, film amazing impeccable five out of five for me mm. um hits all the the um what's the word hits all the
0: Nuances.
1: Nuances no. that I love about mm. magic and like For witchcraft sure. and possession and demons. It's and so
0: subtly done. That movie does deals with magic so subtly mm. and so slowly because and beautifully.
1: You finish the film and you still don't know. You still don't yeah. know if it if the shit actually happened and it mm. unraveled the way it did, if that's actually related to magic. Oh well, actually I guess you do. But also yeah, that it could be do. hallucinations. For like sure. there's this whole thing to it and it really pulls you into a story because they speak old English, mm. and um, it is hard to understand some of it. I don't know if mm. that's just me. No, it is. Um, it is just me. No, no, oh, it is hard saying, to I'm understand. Not bad, dumb.
0: You just have to think about the words they're using. Yeah,
1: about. and um, watching it the second and third time, it's easy to understand. Filmed entirely
0: natural light; not mm-hmm. a single artificial light was used.
1: Kids acting impeccable. Really Again, good. one okay. of the few that actually did well in kids acting. I watched it at
0: the cinema three, four, maybe even five times, actually, because I had a lot of friends who wanted to see it when I was living in Canberra, mm. and that was when I was studying my film degree, and it was, like, a, one of the big, like, horror movies that came out, so I went with a bunch of different friends on different occasions, and every single time I went back and enjoyed something new about the movie, mm. I noticed a, I noticed something new, or, like, there was certain dialogue that I didn't pick up the first time, and I picked up the second, third, or fourth time, um, mm. highly recommend as well, I fucking love that movie.
1: Yeah, five out of five. Five out of five, and yeah. movies like that are hard to mm. do well, but they killed it. Uh, on to the next number five, mm-hmm. we have Midsommar. Uh, Danny and Christian are a young American couple with a relationship on the brink of falling apart, but after family tragedy keeps them together. A grieving Danny invites herself to join Christian and his friends on a trip to a once in a lifetime Midsommar festival in a remote Swedish village. Hectic movie Mm. Intense Unfortunately I haven't watched The extended cut I know you have Mm. Um, And The thing is Is that It's Just what Dell's done so well Ari Aster A5 Mm. films A4 A24 A24 Oh Fuck me A24 films Just are so Again aesthetically pleasing Beautifully well done Mm. Acting's impeccable um, very, very creepy undertones, overtones, midtones. <laughs> like it's just fucked. Yeah. Um, I'm really keen to see the extended version. Mm. Um, unfortunately, Laura hates horror films. So I have yeah. to find some time to watch it by myself. Cause I know it's like three hours long, isn't it? It's very long. Yeah. And I know you probably won't be keen to watch it again. Well, I
0: watched it the other night. Yeah, exactly. I have a lot of opinions on Midsummer. I think that it's visually absolutely... Perfect. Striking, gorgeous. They made a horror film that was drenched in sunlight that doesn't mm. never ha- never happens in no. horror. Everything's set in daytime. For sure. But the And also the fact that like there's so much visual empathy when the characters take drugs, the screen starts to wobble oh, and warp.
1: You feel like you're high.
0: I feel like you're high. To me, the most unnerving part of the film is the first 20 minutes. Mm. I could not deal with it. It still, still messes with me today. Mm. But... Um, it's impossible not to compare Ari for me because Arias had such an incredible directorial debut with Hereditary. Mm. I was so 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 excited for for Midsummer. I was like, F- I need more from this person. Like, mm. give me anything. I'm gonna watch it. And I was just not. I did not. It hit. It did not hit the same notes that I wanted to hear. Mm. I enjoyed it, but I would not go raving about it. I think it's visually stunning. Mm. I gave it like a solid three and a half.
1: Yeah. So I didn't put Hereditary on my list um, because I don't know. I feel like it's a movie that I, again, five out of five for me. Mm. Like mm. I, I enjoyed Her- Hereditary more than *Midsummer*, mm. but again, *Midsummer* was recent. So I thought I'd put that in. I agree though. It's mm. impeccable. Um, visually. It's amazing. Uh, acting's done impeccably. The drug, the drug, Scenes are very well done. Makes you feel like you're high. Yeah, go watch it. Um, but watch her. Go watch it. Watch Hereditary first. It's no. Not, it's, watch Hereditary second.
0: No. Watch. Yes. No. Finish on a bang. <laughs> okay. Fair. What's next? It's not connected, by the way. No, it's, not, it's not. Not so, at all. Not yeah. at all.
1: Um, next is okay. This is probably one of my favorite horror movies ever. It's Can really. Can I guess seen?
0: what it is? Because I think I know one of your favorite horror movies ever. Did you read it? No. What is it? Um, that French. Yeah. Catacombs. yeah yeah what's it called again?
1: as above so below as above. as above so below as hell um this movie changed my life um I watched it when it just came out it was not in, it wasn't released to cinema in Australia I don't think um but I watched it online and this is 2014 so I was like what, eight years ago I'm t- 22 so like 14 hmm It's very good. It's a great film. It got terrible reviews because it's very campy. Mm. um, And people just don't get camp. No, no. What I loved about this film is that it just delves into an unknown world in France that has been suspected for so long, the catacombs. Mm. And there are so... You can go visit the actual catacombs. You can go, go on a tour for it. But there are so many catacombs that are blocked off because of danger and all that shit and i know for a fact that there's some dark shit hiding down there the amount of shit and um pain and terror people have gone through in those catacombs Mm. are crazy and this film kind of delved into that like fantasy world of what actually happened down there and why it was built um i'll give you a quick little description Uh, miles of twisting catacombs lie beneath the streets of paris the eternal home to countless souls when a team of explorers venture into the uncharted maze of bones to uncover the secret of what the city of the dead was meant to contain. Uh, a journey to madness and terror as above so below reaches deep into the human psyche. Mm. So again, it, it, I found that it was very well done. It is very campy. Some of the acting is a bit... Iffy. Iffy. But that added it to for me. Like I've watched this movie over 15 times. So it doesn't scare me as much anymore. Um, I can watch it as like background noise now, mm. but it is still, there's some creepy shit in there. Um, the ending. The ending. It really, there's a big twist. Mm. It really fucks with your head. Um, and it, I've, it made me think a lot about the choices you can make in your life that can affect you forever. Yeah. Um, I highly recommend that film please go watch it and message me about it. Cause I haven't met many people who've watched it and enjoyed it. And I would just love to talk about it.
0: I have nothing to add to that discussion. So. I know
1: that's fair. Um, number three, uh, classic cult classic, I think Blair Witch Project. Ooh, first, uh, hand filmed type of horror movie, like kind of found, found, footage. found footage. Thank yeah. you. um, there's, unfortunately, to the topic of the conversation of this film, there's not much to add because it's been pulled apart and put back together yeah. 110 times. times. It's a really fun film. Go watch it. Um, number two. This is, again, one of my favorite horror movies ever, The Conjuring. Mm. Um, one of the, the whole series that I watched in quarantine, back to back in a day, and it was the best day of the whole of quarantine. Um I just really enjoy ed and lorraine warren if you don't know what the story is about is about ed and lorraine warren who are paranormal investigators and they basically go help people out who are having problems with paranormal issues listen
0: to our episode with about ed and lorraine yeah. warren where they mm-hmm. they come with tiana it's a very good episode go yeah. listen to it
1: it's really good um so yeah it's based on a real life couple that actually did mm. uh, help people out with paranormal problems um, go listen to the podcast For more of that I won't delve too deep into it It's a really good film It's really well done Yeah Acting is so fucking good Um, And yeah I just I loved it The kids in it again Are so So good At so what they do Love the film Me Please too. go watch it Alright Are we ready for number one What's can number I, one can I have,
0: can I have a
1: drum roll please <laughs> Insidious uh... Oh Oh Not happening No scared the fucking shit oh, out okay. Of Um, this was one of the horror movies that like sparked my, like, like love for horror. Um, I'll give you a quick description. So the same actor who played Ed Warren is in this film of the country. Saw franchise veterans, James Wan and Lee Wanell team with Paranormal Activity writer, director and Pillay to give the familiar haunted house story, an exciting new twist with this tale of a family that moves into an old house and begins to suspect they're under siege from otherworldly forces. When their young son inexplicably falls into a deep coma. I found this so fun. So, mm. so fun. And so, so terrifying. The, mm. it's just, I don't want to delve too much into it. Cause like it's, it is a simple, moderately simple story. Mm. Please go watch it again. There's kind of a big twist in it. Kind it, of, kind of. It's so fun and it is. It's Very what, scary. It's one of the, those movies that I've I've watched like ten times now, and it's still I still get shit scared every time. Me too. Uh, who's the main actress? Rose Byrne. Actor, uh, Rose Byrne. Great job in it. Um, she, in my eyes, you can do no wrong. I love her. Yeah, so I much. love her too. Uh, again, just great film. Please go watch it. Um, with that, I'm going to stop talking. Um,
0: no, I love it.
1: And just say thank you for listening. And I, if you guys ever watch any of those, hit Eva James up with me up and like let us know what you
0: thought. Please. I'd love to hear everything.
1: Now, James. yeah, Please let us know what the top 10 movies for you are of all time. So like I,
0: like I said, I did mine a bit different. I just did top 10 that scared me personally. Obviously, I would have put in, if I did my favorite, I would have put in like... The Shining, The yeah. Exorcist. I love those movies. They are absolutely classic. They are incredible masterpieces, but they didn't scare me. So these are the movies that just just have stayed with me for the rest of my whole life. Number 10 is Lake Mungo. It's a 2008 Australian mockumentary horror film written and directed by Joel Anderson. Um, it is about... Uh, a family trying to come to terms with the drowning, daughter, dr- drowning death of their daughter and the potentially supernatural elements they experience after her death. The film received critical acclaim during its limited release. It is so scary. I've never heard of it. It's an Australian film. It mm. came out back in 2008. So it's pretty old in, you know, in the comparison. still holds hold up. Definitely, because mm. it's a mockumentary. So it feels like you're watching a documentary about the family um, talking about how... Their, their daughter who died, who drowned in this lake, is haunting them. Mm. Um, and that's all I'm going to say. It is really good. It is super unnerving. Freaked Damn. me out. Freaked me the fuck out. All right. Number nine is Funny Games, which was released in. There's two of them. The, I'm talking about the original film. Uh, the reason why it's, this scared me so much is because I watched it when I was like really young. Mm. And. When was it released? 1997. <gasps> okay. It's really really intense uh, directed by Michael Haneke who's like this Haneke I can't pronounce his name properly I think he's Swedish Um, the film the plot involves two young men who hold a family hostage and torture them with sadistic games in a vacation home the film was entered into the 1997 film 1997 Cannes Film Festival a remake filmed also set in the United States released in 2007 but it was directed also by the same director as well so it's like, there's like a Swedish version. I think it's Swedish or Norwegian. Mm. And then an American version. But, fucked. scared I've never heard of it. That's it's so exciting. I scared so much when I was a kid. I was like, what is oh. this shit? It's so scary. And I watched <laughs> it when I was way too young. Because I thought it was like child's play kind of vibes. Like, oh, yeah. Chucky. So I was really excited to watch it when I was like maybe 12. Mm. And then I watched it and I was like, this is really intense. And fucked it's just you. stayed with me for a long time. Yeah. Number eight is Psycho. Amazing. So... I watched Psycho when I was like maybe uh, seven or eight with my nan. She put it on and she told me a story how she went to on her first date with um, her boyfriend when she was a teenager and went to go see Psycho and was like, this is the best movie. You'll love it. And I did. I loved it, but it scared the fuck out of me. It would, yeah. It was so scary. And I watched it recently as well. And it still holds up to be probably one of the best horror movies of all time. Mm. It is very unnerving. Norman Bates, um, as a character in this 1967 movie is still so like, so well done and so well rounded. Um, have you seen it? Yeah. I have. Yeah. It's
1: really good. I don't have much to add because like, I disagree. Like I just mm. agree mm. to like, it's an impeccable. It's film. a
0: classic. The soundtrack is iconic. Mm. The, and it's terrifying. The quote, it's, actually... it's a quotable, it, took, it took me a couple
1: years to be able to finish yeah. it. It's good. Cause I started it and I couldn't finish it. Mm. And then, yeah, I turned like 20, I think it was 20 and I made my mom watch it with me. It's, it's really terrifying.
0: Yeah. Number seven on my list was Jaws. I um, uh, totally all... disagree. Yeah. I didn't scare you at all.
1: <laughs> I love the film. It's a fun film, mm. but underwater shit, like with sharks, mm. don't at all scare me. But, that's mm. fair for you. I know well, you out, have, yeah. you're scared of sharks. I
0: am, and it came out in 1975. Again, watched it. When I was really young and did not. Sometimes to this day, still makes me scared to go in the water. Like it actually is like mm. so scary traumatizing and traumatizing. <laughs> the way that they filmed it is like you just. The, the, the fear of the unknown, this beast under the water that can just rip you down and, like, tear you to shreds is the mm. scariest thought to me. And then you see it and you're like, oh, all right. Yeah. They shouldn't have done that, but that's fine. It's still really good. All right. The sixth scariest movie I've ever seen is Paranormal Activity, the first one. <gasps> I agree yes. so much. I didn't want to put it on my list because mm. I was embarrassed. Paranormal Activity is... One of the scariest movies I've ever seen because it's taken... (gasps) Thank God. It took, like, the found footage genre and then made it modern by adding home camera footage, like... um, Uh, Phone footage. Phone footage, webcam footage. It was really smart to reinvent found footage because, obviously, Blair Witch set the precedent of what it should Mm. be. And so I didn't think any other film would be able to, like, achieve it, but... The fact that Paranormal Activity took this and created this terrifying, um, tiny budget film mm. that ended up making a $900 million fr- franchise out yeah. of it is insane. And yeah. today, still to this day, I can't watch it. It still scares me so much. I literally
1: haven't watched it in years. Yeah, I it's super scary. It It's one of those films... I think it's one of the only films that ever made me not be able to sleep for me too. weeks.
0: The fact that something can drag you out of your bed or yeah. like... All it's, that kind of the stuff. The fear of like, when you go to sleep, like what happens, it's just scary. And also, scary.
1: no one ever talks about how good and realistic the acting was. Yeah. When I watched it the first time, I'm like, is this actually found footage? Same. Because, I didn't think it was real. And I didn't use anyone recognizable. like It was no. all like,
0: yeah. Um, it was just great. I loved it so me too, much. Me too. Really, really loved it. Um, Obviously, the sequels are not, we don't talk about as Not those. as good. Number but two is all right. No. Free
1: onwards shit.
0: I don't like sequels. I just think they're dumb, but whatever. Number five, scariest movie of all time is Insidious. Yes. Agreed. Again, a movie that that um, tells and doesn't show. Like, for example, mm. um, there are certain scenes in that movie that uh, nods to something in the room or a description of a creature or something and you never see it until, like... Well, maybe you do. I don't know. Do you? But it is so scary. It is so well done. Mm. It is hands down one of the scariest things I've ever witnessed. Mm. To this day, I can't watch it anymore. It fucking still scares me. Yeah. Now, Amazing. number four. The Blair Witch Project. Of course. Oh, I love that. Thank God. Crossovers. Blair Witch Project is one of the scariest news I've ever seen. Yeah. Because it's the first found footage film I ever saw. I thought it was real. I thought I was Same. watching... I thought I was, was, I was watching too. a group of people. They're... I thought they released it when I watched it when I was really young. So I thought they released this DVD as a call out for people to be like, what happened to these people? Can somebody help? Yeah. That's what I thought it was. And so I literally thought they were real people who were murdered by something. And mm. it is the scariest, most unsettling goddamn thing. I've watched
1: it twice and that's it. I'll never Perfect watch it Perfect
0: example of a film... It seems to be an ongoing theme with my movies that it's something that you don't see. Mm. And so you have to use your imagination. Yeah. And if you can't, you know, people who don't have a thriving imagination or riddled with anxiety won't be scared of these things. Yeah. But myself, I am. So yeah. next, number three scariest movie I've ever seen is The Conjuring. Yep. Again, we, we talk that to it death. is up there. So it good. is so unnerving. I haven't watched it since I saw it at the cinema when it first came out. You only watched never, it once. I've only watched it once, so I never watched it again. I literally could oh not my sleep. God. I could not sleep for like months after mm, that movie. It fair. is. It just scared me to no end. There are again certain things in that movie that you don't see and you only hear about, and I just realised that's what scares me the most. It does um, not knowing what's actually there. Vera Farmiga as a Lorraine Warren mm. is a literal entity. She's incredible. And so, so beautiful. She's beautiful. She portrays fear like I've never seen. in. And her crying. Her crying cry. is incredible. Highly recommend. It is incredible. Number two scariest movie I've ever seen is It Follows. So released... haven't watched it. Oh my God. So I haven't watched it. You would love.
1: Mm. You would love. I'm scared of watching it alone.
0: Essentially, it's about a girl named Jay who goes on a date with a guy and she has coitus with him. and. <laughs> then something, he, he tells her after they wake up that something or someone is going to start to follow her. If you let it get to you, it will kill you. And no matter where you are, it is slowly walking towards you, no matter where you are in the world. And it is the scariest thing. And it takes the form of somebody that you love just to trick you or a friend. Oh my God. Okay. I watched at the cinema with my friend Taylor and there's one a specific kind of s- watching yeah them. well there's one specific scene that she left the cinema and had a panic attack because it was it's it scared her that much the music the music the acting the the costuming the way they create this timeless um, millennial horror film is literally baffling to me they've made a movie that does not feel like it was made in any era. It feels completely mm. timeless. You, you, I can't tell when it was set, and that's what I love about I can it. Imagine. They in- invented like little little phones just for the film that are really? unique. Yeah, but it's just because they wanted to create this like really timeless aspect of the film. Yeah. Um it is super unnerving and like still to this day if someone's like what scares you the most? I'm like it follows. I yeah. can't sleep. It is scary. Well what about number one though? The scary smoothie. Okay. The scariest movie I've ever seen in my entire 26 years on this planet is Hereditary. Yep. It is... Fair. The... Probably... If... It's probably my... Okay. I have a lot to say about this movie. Yeah.
1: You can have a whole podcast just on Hereditary.
0: I watched it. I've watched it twice. And I won't watch it again. Because it literally... Fear and being scared aren't words that I can describe the, that that film gives me. It is literally like a master... It's a masterpiece of horror. Toni Collette is one of the best actors I've ever seen in general. Like, I've always mm. loved her. And so her in a horror film, the way she portrays grief is like I'm, I've never seen... Mm. I've literally never... In my whole life, I've never seen someone portray grief and sadness. Any emotion. Anything. She's incredible. And um, the film is essentially about... A family de- dealing with grief and um, mental health, and the, I can't. I really don't want to spoil it at all if you haven't seen it because Look, it is incredibly made. Five out of five film. Yeah, it is. an Ari Aster, it
1: wasn't his first film, was it? It was. Yeah, yeah. Coming out with that film Huge. as your first film, it's Huge. like it's like Jordan Peele coming out yeah. with Get Out. Like, yeah. there is just it's an amazing film.
0: It is, and he's really taking the genre of horror and like it giving it <laughs> giving it class again and giving it, um, respecting the genre because horror went through this strange, um, renaissance and now it's going through a renaissance of like, it's a genre that really should respect, that demands respect because it deals with a lot of really definite and real issues like depression and mental illness. Whereas we went through this phase of like, 50 sequels and remakes Mm. and it was just like really exhausting and And so finally we come out with this masterpiece and like the witch and hereditary and get out and us like we are just spoiled for choice when it comes to good horror films so to me hereditary is the scariest movie ever made in my Mm. opinion and i would recommend it to everybody but holy moly this has been going this is a long podcast but i didn't expect it i didn't expect to talk so but i really enjoyed it JJ, Everything you know, fine. I love you and you know, I love everybody who listens to this podcast and I do apologize for not making an episode last week and I hope you understand, but next week is going to be really exciting. The story I was going to do this week is still kind of breaking news. So I wanted to make sure that when I, when I cover it and talk about it, I want to make sure that I've got every single detail. and won't leave you hanging on the edge of that cliff honey. <laughs> now JJ, is there anything you want to say before we go? Thank you so much for having me. Um,
1: it's been a pleasure. I uh, love you all I love you thank so you so much
0: you're welcome um, yeah that's it bye <laughs> thank you so much for listening <laughs> I love you guys so so much Black Lives Matter goodbye see you next week bye bye, bye.